Thank you for joining us for episode five of the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. This series is designed to launch our website at brendanflanagan.com. And in it, we ask the penetrating biblical questions normally withheld from polite company. Today we're asking, what is a testimony? The word testimony remains synonymously fixed to the Christian world. We ask for testimonies, give testimonies, read about testimonies, and hear testimonies. While a vast array of speeches, presentations, and personal interactions may all be billed in the category of testimony, what is a testimony? In this episode, we will uncover the origin and purpose of a testimony. In Greek, the language of the New Testament, the word for testimony appears over 30 times and originates not in Christianity, but in the Greek courts of law. Testimony literally means to give evidence or bear witness and composes the root of the English word martyr. Thank you for joining us for episode 5 of the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. Today we're asking, what is a testimony? Indisputable evidence forms the basis of a genuine testimony. If the evidence can merely be dismissed as untrue or fails to find collaboration outside the presenting witness, then the testimony is void and discarded. But if the evidence cannot be denied, then the jury must accept the truth of the witness. Yet one option remains to reject the genuine testimony. The witness must recant. So enters martyrdom. Tertullian, a famed church father, says this, The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Martyrdom and Christianity form an inextricable link. Yet the prominent feature of Christian martyrdom is not how they died, but what they died for. For at the heart of a Christian testimony rests the scriptures. They are God's irrefutable evidence given to the Christian church to prove his case. A witness in court of law may retain a degree of emotional tenor. They witnessed the crime. They were there. They saw it in the flesh. But ultimately, their testimony hinges not on their experience, but on the truth of the evidence. The testimony of the apostles depended not on their personal experience, but how Christ fulfilled the scripture. The scriptures formed the core of their Christian testimony. In his second letter, Peter propounds the immeasurable value of the scripture. He previously witnessed the transfiguration of Christ, God speaking from a cloud, and Moses and Elijah, dead men, walking and talking with Christ. We see this in Luke chapter 9, verse 28 through 37. Some eight days after these sayings, he took along Peter and John and James and went up to a mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face, this is Jesus, became different, and his clothing became white and gleaming. This is the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. This was an incident only witnessed by three apostles. Peter takes this incident and compares it to Scripture. But here's the interesting conclusion. He holds Scripture above his amazing personal experience. We see this in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, where he says this, So we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which we do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in our hearts, 
But knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. Peter recounts this once-in-a-lifetime event, the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. And he compares it to the Scripture, and what he says is so, or in some versions it reads, Moreover, we have the prophetic word made more sure. Jesus Christ's life only confirms a prophetic word. And this should be great for us, because that's all we have. We don't have Jesus Christ, but we have the Word, which is confirming the life of Jesus Christ. This is the evidence God has given us to prove his case. Peter compares his personal experience with Christ to the Scriptures and champions the Scriptures. He understands that the Scriptures are the singular means to confirm, embolden, and proclaim one's faith in Jesus Christ. Finally, the scriptures are not based on one's personal opinions or subjective emotions. That's what we see in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. The scriptures are not based on our opinions or our emotions. They remain the objective, unchangeable, enduring truth of God. Jesus Christ also depended on the scriptures on God's objective truth to assert his person. He used the scriptures to establish and undergird his entire testimony on earth. Certainly he performed miracles, but they existed only as signs to fulfill the scriptures and point to his divine person. Jesus implored the people to search the scriptures to discover his identity, saying in John chapter 5, verse 39, Search the scriptures. It is these that testify about me. The scriptures testify to Christ. Moreover, Jesus relied upon the scriptures to disseminate his message. He had his divinity. He had a direct relationship with God. Yet he depended upon the scriptures to proclaim his message and to reveal his true identity. We see this in Luke chapter 24 verse 27. Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he, Jesus Christ, explained to them, the disciples, the things concerning himself in all the scripture. Christ could have relied on his divine person, his supernatural works, or his direct relationship with God. Instead, he used the scriptures to open the eyes of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. What a powerful testimony to the evidence of the scriptures. Even Christ himself, the God-man, sent from the courts of heaven, depended upon the very scriptures that we hold to assert and prove his case and to open up the eyes of his disciples. Most significantly, our relationship with Christ begins at the scriptures and continues by the edifying power of his word. Christ used the scriptures to open the minds of his disciples and bring them into a complete understanding of his person. We see this in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 45. Now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. The scriptures now hold the same power for us. We may think we have a genuine testimony in faith, convinced by our personal experiences, but outside of the confirmation of God's word, we have built our faith upon a foundation of sand, and this will be blown away upon the first winds of a cross-examination. Only God's word can ensure and embolden our faith, so the Christian testimony must rely on the scripture to confirm God's presence in our lives. Let us rest on the objective, enduring, unshakable truth of God found in the word of God, 
and not upon our own fickle, changeable, uncertain emotions. Thank you for listening this week to the So What series. You can listen to this podcast and others like it on brendanflanagan.com. Until next time, may you take courage in Christ.